Everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, your host, and Kyle Shimabukuro is here with me today. How's it going, Kyle? Aloha. You know, I think um, what we're going to be doing is starting a little bit earlier, and so Devin's schedule has him coming a little later. So we'll get started, do all of the the formalities, if you can say that, the and um, the housekeeping stuff, and then we'll get Devin on top. So. Um, of course, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, at High Sessions, all, oh, and Twitter as well. And then you can also listen to the show on SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts, um, and that's just search High Sessions. Finally, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com if you have any questions, any topics that you want us to cover, or if you want to just um, chime in and say hi or tell us we suck. It's all good. I'll read them all. Um, <laughs> oh, we have a new patron. Right on. So I'd like to uh, do a shout out to Kenny Imai. And oh, actually, brother Kenny. Yeah, all the way from Korea. Thanks, Kenny. So Long I've, time no see, man. I have no idea how we're going to get him a shirt, but we'll get him something. But um, yeah, thank you, Kenny, for um, being a patron to our channel. And if you would like to help out the show and get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com and donate. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. There you'll be able to get more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. In fact... We did a little bit of a test run the other week and uh, had Myla come in. So we are kind of trying to come up with some ideas of how to make the show interesting and get some more music up there. So mm-hmm. um, thanks for that. Kyle, it's been a couple weeks. And so uh, how have you been? Yeah, I've been okay. It's been a nice break. Uh, it's been cold lately. Very cold and rainy. So I haven't really gone outside to do anything. Just stayed in the house. I was thinking about um, people on the mainland who may be listening to this and shaking their head at cold. Yeah, you know, it's all how, relative, how right? How can you say Hawaii is cold? Yeah. The one thing I will say, though, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is most homes in Hawaii were built in the 70s or 80s or even earlier. There's there's not a lot of new construction, although although it's getting more and more. But uh, I can tell you my house has jealousy windows. Um, Kyle's house has jealousy mm-hmm. windows. And, you know, when these were constructed, they were constructed with the idea of... Um, Look, uh, contractors are, uh, they, they like to cut costs and do, you know, the minimum of what they can do, not because they're mean people, but because it's that it's a business. And so there's not a lot of, um, uh, you know, energy efficient windows being installed, especially back in those days. Or yeah. uh, what do you call when you put the insulation in the mm-hmm. walls? We have a lot of... Um, single wall construction which i think people on the mainland don't even know what that is because you couldn't even do single wall construction up there because of the snow and the rain oh yeah that makes sense so i was thinking today the difference here is that you know on the mainland you have heat for Uh one that you could always run but even if you don't have that you have insulation in your house keeps the cold a little bit out if you close the windows you have normally double pane windows or regular type of windows that you can kind of shut totally okay um we have we have jealousy windows here, which I got to tell you, man, they they work well when it's hot to get the breeze through, but they let air in. Mm-hmm. There's no way to seal them off. Yeah. And so when it is cold outside, it, it's maybe a degree or two warmer inside the house, mm-hmm. but whatever it is outside, it's pretty much the same inside the house. That's what makes it cold. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 
Because I was walking around this morning. It was freaking cold. Now, you grew up in Hawaii Kai, right? I did grow up in Hawaii Kai. So back in the day in Hawaii Kai, I would assume there were a lot of houses with air conditioning. Or yeah, was yeah, it yeah. As, not as much? Not as much. I mean, the split ACs didn't come in until, I think, the 90s. Yeah. In Pro City, yeah. where I lived in the 70s, I think I only knew of one house with an air conditioning that was put in the family, <laughs> um, in, in the master bedroom of my friend's parents' right, 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 room. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if you were hot in Pro City, and it, again, single wall construction, right? you know, jealousy, win- jealousy windows to yep. open and close. And summertime, if you're hot, all you got to do is just like jump in your car, turn on the AC, or go to the shopping center and hang on in the grocery center a little while. And, yeah, and, or just and go out and, in the yard and get the hose and just douse yourself yeah, with water. Yeah, but now as, you know, as time went on, I think every house needs AC yeah. in Hawaii. yeah. You know, it's, it's super common. I, I I think about like how did we even get get away without it back? I don't in think the it day? was as hot back then. You know, okay, so there there I have thought about that too. Maybe it's because it wasn't as hot, but also you were younger, right? Yeah. And supposedly your sweat glands and all that kind of stuff doesn't completely develop. I think until you're ten. Maybe because when you're a kid, you just don't, don't feel it as much. Well, wouldn't you your parents feel it as much, though? I mean, do yeah, you remember but, uh, your parents, like, sweating and going, oh, my God, we've got to save money and get an AC real sooner. I'm yeah, going to just know. die no, in this yeah, house. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know? Yeah, I don't know. You Maybe just, just dealt with it. Everybody, it you know, day. okay, Hawaii Kai, I understand. Right. They're already rich. You can afford one unit in the window and all <laughs> congregate around there, you know? Yeah. Back in the day. But Pro City, man, it was just hot, yeah. you know? And... Like I said, I only knew one house with AC, and I was in my friend's parents' room, and that's where he would hang out if I don't, I can't find him. Because yeah, of the AC. Because of the AC, but that was like, that wasn't the norm in Pro City, man. Back in the day. Well, you see, hot's never been a problem for me, so I've never put much that's thought into it. Because you're skinny and yeah, you're well, always I just, cold. I don't sweat either. Yeah. I'm not a sweater, which is kind of weird. John once but, told me that he only likes to wear um, three-quarter sleeve baseball T-shirts because he's thin and gets cold often yeah and especially his elbows no my my triceps the oh, back your, of my your, arms yeah, his, when i sleep for some thick, reason his thick muscular <laughs> triceps gets cold <laughs> so i wear the baseball baseball tees to keep them warm by the way are they coming back to your web they were off the website for yeah me. we got to put it back in i don't know why it got taken off okay yeah so we'll let everybody know when the baseball tees are up at high life yeah we'll call it the john model oh yeah okay yeah. all right i like that and, uh, and if you want to, and you go to highlifeclothing.com, you can get 10% off by entering high sessions as your promo code. And people have called me, and they, they've been doing it. So oh, good. So at least the word's been getting out. Oh, right on. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's been cold here from Hawaii standards. But you know when it was really cold mm. was, I believe, and we'll look this up. I think it's 1992, 1993. Uh-huh. And the reason was, oh, and by the way, for all of you hearing that, that noise in the background it is raining again do you know we had like three podcasts where it kind of downpoured yeah. during the podcast which is pretty unusual because it doesn't rain out in Einheina that much but this is like the third time that well, this whole week's out. been like this yeah that's true and then it'll stop and then it'll go again yeah. anyway back in 92 93 we had the eruption of mount pinatubo right that was the reason and supposedly it blew so much ash into the air that it actually cooled the planet for like a year and a half so it was cool, cooler those two years than other years. Interesting. And I remember because I was a freshman at Kaiser High School, and I'd get dropped off in the morning and be like, how the hell is it so cold? Like, I can actually see my breath. 
that's how I was in Pro City back in the day too. Yeah, you know? and um, so I kind of looked it up, and that's supposedly why it was cold back then. Interesting. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Well, okay, so we're going to get Devin in here. He should be here in a minute. And then today's guest I'm super excited about. She's awesome. Roby Kahakalau. Yes. And um, Roby, I've, I, I, I don't want to say I've had conversations with her because she, she just tells stories. <laughs> I just sat there and, and listened, and she has some great stories. So um, hang on. We'll come back with uh, Roby Kahakalau and Devin Koba in a minute. Don't mind this thing because we're just going to be talking and I'm going to edit it all in later and all that stuff. So um, uh, I'll do a quick intro though. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we'd like to welcome Roby Kahakalau to the show. Woohoo! Yeah. Aloha. I don't know of a female musician who's made more impact on Hawaiian music, at least during my generation, than Roby did. She was a soloist who became part of the Hawaiian style band in the 1990s and recorded hits like Live a Little and Love and Honesty which is a classic. And when I say classic, I mean, there, there's only a handful of songs that I think the whole population knows and can sing word for word. And that's one of them. Like, like if you go any karaoke, I mean, <laughs> you can bust out Love and Honesty at any time and anyone could sing along, you know. Um, uh, she she's went back to a soloist and has been gigging ever since and just been a staple of the Hawaiian music industry. So thank you so much for being Grateful here. to still be gigging and thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I I just get excited when, when anyone agrees to be on the podcast. I mean, there's nothing really <laughs> special that we're doing here. We're just talking story. But, you know, it, it's just good to kind of learn, you know, just hearing musicians and what their stories are. Because everybody has a preconceived notion of who you are, right? Right. Yeah. But they don't know all the story from before that or after that. And so I kind of wanted to talk about that. And he, Kyle, definitely wants to talk about your time at where was it? A liquid Surf Den? Oh, well, yeah. I used to watch all the Hawaiian Soba and concerts at Liquid Surf Den and oh. <laughs> Mooses back in the day. Oh, you my know? God. Yes, Mooses. And, um, wee, I actually wee. <laughs> Blurry. Slightly blurry. <laughs> but <laughs> And I actually worked with Hawaiian Style in the 90s as, oh, a, wow. as their graphic designer. So oh. I, I know you know Rob and everybody Rob, from yeah. that, that area. Rob Burns. Too. Actually, yeah. Rob Burns. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Rob. Yeah. He's the guy that got me into the band. Yeah. He... Um, uh, when I I used to, speaking of mooses, I used to play with Cow Crater Boys. I think wow. I played. I didn't actually, know. See, I didn't actually, know I played more with. Cal, well, that's when they when they were. I think they were still making their first CD. Yeah. But Ernie is a really good friend of mine from way back. So we used to play at mooses together. And um, when uh, one day Ernie said, "You know, Rob, I have these two friends that um, they're they're working on. You ever heard the song Hawaiian Style? I'm like, oh my God, I love love that mm. song. And so he said, they're they're actually two Hawaii guys, but they, they they need some help. <laughs> they need some help with with Hawaiian language, with Hawaiian pronunciation. Oh, sorry, no Hawaiian pronunciation for a song, and um, uh, if you could help them out, I, I'm like shoots. So I met Wade and Brian, uh, Wade Cameron and Brian Kessler, and they had this song, 
and uh, Wade was kind of having a hard time with the pronunciation. And then my question was, um, well, who's going to get to sing it on the yeah, CD, sure, right? Sure, of sure, course. Sure, sure. And they said, well, we, we're not sure yet. Um, so it would have probably taken, if I went line line by line over with it uh, with them, would have probably taken a long time. So they had uh, recording equipment in their little home studio. So I said, why don't I just sing this? Because it was a really simple melody. Why don't I just sing it for you? And then you can copy, you know, right, the, the right, pronunciation. Right, 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 right. I'm talking with my hands over here. So I recorded it. And then uh, Robbie Burns was the executive producer of the first album, first time I still band yeah. album. And um, Wade and Brian, um, what they were looking for is uh, brownies in the front. Like they had Ernie Cruz, they had Del Beasley, <laughs> right. their brother is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they wanted to put the brown Hawaiians in the front, uh, you know, for, for lead vocals and stuff. Mm-hmm. So to them, I didn't look brown enough. So they they, they, <laughs> they weren't, you know, and, and I was like nobody in, in the recording industry. Nobody knew me. I had been playing music for a while, but uh, I, I had no name and, and no, no, uh, no no status at all. So to them, I don't think I would have qualified for, for what they wanted. Right. And then Robbie Burns, he knew me already, uh, but he didn't know that I was doing the translation. He just heard the, that scratch vocal and he said, I want her on the album. And that's how oh, I got wow. it. Wow. So thank you, Robbie. <laughs> well, Robbie's a nice guy. I've he's met an him, awesome, I always awesome tell people guy. I've met him a bunch of times and yeah. yeah, he's a good dude. Yes. So what so, song was it that you were doing the Hawaiian translation for? That's a time? really good question. It never made it on their CD, but it made it on my first uh, Sister Roby CD. And what was at, it? At the song Kawaii Nanila. Oh. Yeah. Kawaii Kea Kawaii Nanila. Wow. Okay, so, oh. so, so more of a ballad. Yeah. Yeah. So Now, now what... Because you're you're not born and raised here, although you no. speak the language and all this stuff. So my only claim, I was made in Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then my sister was born here in 1960. And then when my mom was Hapai with me, my dad, my dad wanted to move to Germany. So Whoa. made in Hawaii, born and raised in Germany. 18 years, 17 too many. I always say <laughs> <laughs> one year would have been good. But yeah. uh, now that I think back, I, I'm you know I didn't like. I learned so much over there that I couldn't have learned here. But I remember when I moved here, I just wanted to be accepted as a local girl so bad. And when people said, hey, for one holy girl, you're doing pretty good with Hawaii. I'm like, oh, the gloves come off. Like, what? My last time, what? But, yeah. So, but now I'm now in hindsight, um, it, it was the best move. And I'm just glad it was this way around, raised in Germany and then moving here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not you, raised you here. Some, you had some appreciation for that. Oh, yes. And I still do. For home. Yeah, <laughs> Every yeah, yeah. day. Yeah. Now you, but you get here and you're, you know, um, trying to figure out what to do with yourself, I'm assuming. And were you always playing like back in Germany and then you just decided, oh, I'm going to extend this into Oahu and just start playing? Because you were doing gigs by yourself, right? Just yeah. at the my, Mooses my fr- and yeah, all Yeah, the this. first like seven years I, I played solo in like in clubs in the Shorebird in Waikiki. That's where I had a three-year engagement. Uh-huh. I think it was the longest lasting dummy ever, ever to stay at the Showbird. But it, a lot of people remember me from back then, you know. Wow. And I would say that's where I paid my dues. Four hours a night, five nights a week, wow. 50 bucks a night. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> For three years, yeah. Four hours solo. So, yeah, that's, um, I still remember. And then after I left there in 87, I started playing with, like, uh, my first group that I joined was Dwight Kanai and, and oh, his friend yeah. Kaisu. Uh-huh. And that's when I said, I will never play alone again because I felt, I, it, you know, I, I got how it felt like to be with real, like a real yeah, guitar player. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh my, what have I been doing all this time? So, yeah. 
it uh, and so now I if I really 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 have to I'll do solo gigs because I know I can uh-huh. but I don't like it <laughs> it's yeah. work the other playing with friends is fun it's fun right but yeah, when you yeah, play yeah. alone it's work <laughs> yeah I just I do not like solo gigs yeah. as well <laughs> yeah but okay so so but were you playing guitar already in Germany um I was playing some but in my family um we only had one guitar uh, okay. We had an upright bass, but uh, that wasn't happening because the blisters and the pain. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> but I loved—I would have loved to play bass, but it was just really that was my pop, my dad's instrument. He played um, upright bass for like Count Basie, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, Billy Holiday. He was a big one. So you come from a music that, family, yeah? Okay. okay. And he always uh, so we had a guitar, but my sister is two years older. She was always cool, bigger right? and stronger than me. Cool. Yeah. And so she got the guitar. <laughs> and I was, she sang lead and I sang harmony. That was oh, a given. Like we were in this youth group, like a Christian youth group and uh-huh. church. So she would always be the player. And I, I was fussing around, but my dad, I remember he always, I guess he knew that I was kind of going to be the performer. Mm. And so he always tried to sit me down and teach me that, you know, that the, uh-huh. all the chords, he hated capo, like the capo on the mm. guitar. I said, no, you can, you can figure out any chord and transpose. And, and I'm like, oh my God, I can, <laughs> what he does in like 18 chords, I, it, it's, I can do it in three chords. It's just as good. Uh-huh. Now I regret that I didn't, you know, learn, learn the, the, the fancy, fancy chords. But then he told me, um, your guitar playing is average and you can accompany yourself, but you're never going to be known for your guitar playing. And I was like, well, thanks a lot, Pops. <laughs> but in my 30 years of playing music, I've maybe had two people come up to me and, and comment on my guitar playing, whereas 99.9% say, it's, it's all, the voice. voice yeah. mm-hmm. And that's what my dad said. He said, Roby, your voice is going to get you where, where you want to go if, uh-huh. you, if mm-hmm. you're going somewhere. And you're going to be known for your voice. And um, there's going to be dime a dozen guitar players that can back you up. So now... Or for years now, I've realized that he wasn't putting me down. He just put it out yeah, there. Giving like you the was. facts. Yeah, right? giving yeah. me the facts. Yeah. And he was spot on. <laughs> so, awesome. Pops, yeah, thank that you. That is awesome. <laughs> so, when you were in Germany growing yeah. up, what kind of music were you influenced by? And what were you playing with your guitar and all that kind of stuff? Was it Hawaiian yeah, music no, at all? I didn't. We didn't hear. The only Hawaiian music we knew was uh, my dad in like 50, 1959. He was already a transplant. He was born in Boston. My grandfather oh. moved from Hawaii on, on one of the, the Lurleen ships. He went to Boston and never came back, was teaching music up there. And then uh, my dad and his brother, they um, they lived, they were born and raised in Boston. And my dad, my dad was playing jazz with this group called the Bobby Hackett Quartet. And they did, in 1959, one album, they called it Hawaii Swings. And they had like songs, uh, uh, like a couple of, well, half, half of them was probably covers, and then my dad wrote half mm. of them. But it was just jazzed up. As, so they did like, um, what is that? Uh, Pua, oh my God. At, at the Herb Garden. Oh, I can't. No, it's okay. Play, it's okay. Uh, You're on the spot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but, but famous Hawaiian songs, but they just, Pua Mana. So, but no lyrics, just all instrumental, right? So. Oh. For years, I thought that was my dad's song, and then uh, <laughs> late, when I moved here, somebody, you know, they were playing the, the actual her song, and I said, "Hey, my dad wrote this song," and my friend said, "Hey, your dad is Ermgada Luli." <laughs> no. And then my dad said, "No, no, I didn't write it. I arranged it for that for that song." So I was, you know, totally ignorant. But um, that's the only Hawaiian songs, the Hawaiian music we heard until 
I was 17 and we met all these Hawaiians that were stationed up in Germany. And I remember the first album I heard was Wahine, uh, Sons of Hawaii with Wahine Ilikea, mm. um, the, the Golden Stallion, and, and then some Olomana, some CNK. And I instantly knew that that was my calling. Yeah. And yeah. before getting back to you, Christian Kyle, um, I like James Taylor. Mm-hmm. Love me some Johnny Cash. Wow. <laughs> and uh, a lot of Christian stuff, like German Christian music. And um, and um, just easy, easy kind of stuff. But always, um, again, when we performed, I was singing in harmony. My sister was singing in melody. And to this day, if I had a choice, I'd rather do backup singing than, than lead. Mm, wow. I love harmonizing. And, the, yeah. the part that's so interesting for me is is this idea because... When I got introduced to Roby and, and even Ernie and Troy and all these guys, you know, at that point, you guys had already kind of made it. But then even when I talked to uh, Mikey Grande, yeah, and he tells me stories about, oh, you know, these people used to play together and uh, he, I won't name names, but he's like, oh, I used to date her. Really? You would never know that there's this whole history of people. From before and you Mike's met. dated a lot of them actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he did. What? Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. Just <laughs> yeah, so there's that. There's all of that history that goes along with it. So yeah, when you talk about mooses and playing those, right. people don't realize, right, that there was all these connections that you had made through the years. Yeah. And how did you meet Fiji? Because you guys are friends, right? Yeah. So Fiji was another. Because he was another guy it, that was kind of um, hanging it out. It was right around the moose time too. Because when I'm not sure if any of you that listening remember, but Mooses was on University Avenue. Mm-hmm. In, I don't uh-huh. know what, like it closed around one or two o'clock. But then there was, and I lived in Palolo at the time. And then there was this one bar between Mooses and Palolo that everybody went to that closed at four. And it was wow. Pico, um, oh my god! No, now I'm drawing another blank. It's not, not okay. Pico Lounge. Oasis. Mm-hmm. Oasis. Oh yeah. yes. And th- okay. There's a storage place there now, yeah. and, and that that was open till four in the morning. So we would go from Moses to to Oasis, and um and what and my brother was playing there with a group uh, on some weekend. So I go over there and I see this guy on stage singing big. I thought it was Popolo guy, but that, the way he sounded, I was like, oh my yeah, god, this right, guy's right, great. Right, right. Then he came off the stage and he walked past me. And, and I said, oh, no, that's Polynesian. Like, you know, a yeah, close yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we, somebody introduced us and they said, oh, this is Fiji. This is Roby. And I was like, oh, brother, awesome. And then about a week later, I had, that's when mm-hmm. I was, uh, Hawaiian Style Band had, you know, accepted me into the group. And we were start, we were actually not in the studio yet, but doing like pre-studio work, like harmonizing and stuff. And um, and we I suggested that we do this uh, this chant because they, they were really good at harmonizing. So yeah. And I'm all about, you know, Polynesian songs, harmonizing. So I just had gotten this cassette tape from a group in, uh, in New Zealand uh, and they did this song. <laughs> so Brian and Wade, not really into Hawaiian lyrics or Polynesian lyrics, but they said, we would love to do this. Yeah. And so they said, we got a, we got a guy that uh, is going to come meet us this week at the rehearsal studio and he he'll uh we'll we'll check with him so i have no idea who the guy is we're at the studio and they said okay the guy should be here any minute and in walks fiji <laughs> and i was like oh my god i'm gonna be in a band with him <laughs> so, and he happened to know the a papa so that was our opening song for all all our gigs yes oh, and, and I then didn't, i didn't know that yeah and then okay. fiji recorded it 
And right, so and his- I went stop because we were gonna record it, and then uh, Brian and Ray said, "Oh my God, we need another song." That's when we came up with that, the Oli Conan that my sister wrote. That mm. Aloha Kako mm. Kama Aina, because we just wanted something like that to to open the show. Right, and and that's how come that one ended up on the on the second. So so, so Brian and Wade, they were very conscious about incorporating the Hawaiian stuff into the band, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. You know that's what cool. I heard that was super interesting because, you know, like again, I was working with Rob Burns back in right. the end of, and um, in his office he had a pit that he had a painting of Avi Kiriati's right. painting, and he was like, the, the album's gonna be called Rhythm of the Ocean, and then somebody pointed to the painting and he goes, that's the cover, and he goes, that is the cover, it was and perfect, it became the cover, yeah, and it's such it's it's such an iconic cover, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I think when the demo came out, he called me and he said, Kyle, try to listen to this song, and it was Hey Ow. Right, and mm-hmm. it talk about your first time listening to something that didn't hit the airwaves yet, and chicken skin, you know. Yeah. And I just remember being in that room, going, "Whoa, this is yeah. unreal! This is gonna be a huge song, and it so heavy, you know, the lyrics and yeah. everything." Yeah, yeah, it's still one of the most requested songs. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful, Brian mm. did a beautiful job on this one. Yeah, definitely. They're all all, yeah. all of you guys are great songwriters. Yeah, yeah. and Avi Kiriati did the first album cover too. Yes, the surface, yes, the, he the, did. The red one. Yeah. Yeah, great artist. Oh, yeah. my God. Still doing it today. Yeah. 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 It's funny because um, I was thinking about, oh, so I, ha- I have some ideas of stories that I've heard you talk about that, that I think are kind of interesting. But um, the, I-, I was thinking about, oh, you know, my past Roby experiences. And, <laughs> and so I'll tell, I'll tell a little story. So the first time I heard Love and Honesty, I was a freshman in high school. And we were at some kind of like a freshman class day. And we weren't allowed to leave school. The seniors and the juniors could leave school for their class day, but we were stuck on campus. But someone had a sound system and they're blasting Lebanon's. And at this time, I'm really into, um, like, uh, uh, Dr. Dre. I'm like, dog. I'm like, wow. I'm like, Hawaiian music. Ah. You know, that, that's, not, that's not hip, you know? But then I hear Love and Honesty, and I was like, oh, I like this song. You know, and I, did, I didn't, I thought it was a mainland group you know until the middle part where they start right yeah 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 <laughs> but i was like oh wow i didn't i, I like this you know I, I gotta maybe rethink my my thoughts and then my parents bought tropical hawaiian day which is Kyle right. stuff. and i started yes. listening to that tape cassette tape and that's what kind of got me <laughs> into the hawaiian music so like i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for roby kind of thing so wow well, that, thank that was the, you. the song that kind of broke my changed my perspective on on music right uh-huh. Okay, here's a here's a quick trivia secret. When like you said karaoke, everybody knows the song. Yeah. So I rarely go karaoke singing, but um, when we do, most people say, come on, do love and honesty. <laughs> so even when I sing it, you know, some like people, other people turn around. But it's when that part comes there, and then I start doing the hemakana on them. Then everybody turns around. <laughs> but on the album, yeah. that wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't oh, me oh, talking. That, yeah. It, it was, was Luana Neff, uh, Luana Busby uh, from the Hawaiian Force. They live oh. in Hilo now. They were my roommates, and she's done like Hawaiian voiceovers for the Kahoolawe projects for okay. Oha for, and she has a beautiful speaking voice, and I hate my speaking voice. So we, I had no. So Luana was my roommate. So I, one day even the let's talk story that all that mumbling uh-huh. and, and talking story uh-huh. those are all my roommates from from manoa from that time <laughs> so I, they, you know we're just hanging out and uh so i said everybody we come to the studio you guys can do some parts 
they had we had no idea that the album was going to be such a hit and so when the album came out and she's like oh my god that's my voice and i'm like yeah you're a big star but everybody thinks that's me talking because i you know i can say it when we do it right, live right, right, but right. wasn't me oh, that's <laughs> but you did teach hawaiian language yes. at yeah, UH, at though, UH, right? yeah 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 everyone used to like you because um, we played a lot of music played a lot, a lot of, of food <laughs> and they go oh she goes on tour and then we get days off yes <laughs> you know, it's, it's so funny you mentioned that did you that, take a class <laughs> I took but uh, um, my teacher was Ui um, Ui Lani Babit yes yes oh, yes. she's yeah. awesome awesome I just I saw her in, in the passport office we were getting our passports oh, really? renewed yeah and I haven't seen her in a long time but um I remember when we started going on tour more and more and I, I would cancel like Fridays, then I would cancel Fridays and Mondays because no, I'm functional yeah. on Monday but when we come <laughs> back, then I'd cancel Thursday, Friday, Monday. <laughs> so my, I remember my mom saying, you know, nobody, like your students are paying for these classes. What yeah, what, yeah, what do yeah. they say when when, <laughs> when you always, and I'm, the students are saying, yes, you know, they're, they're like, they're totally happy uh, as I was when, when my teachers used to cancel but it was the other teachers that were starting to grumble, oh, you know, like, how yeah, come she gets... And, and that's why I ended up quitting because it, it was just not fair to the other teachers for me, you know, doing <laughs> doing my happy thing. And um, But the students loved it yeah, <laughs> that yeah. I was gone so much. Yeah, well, yeah, they make you take two years of language there. So yeah. actually, the this is a total side topic because yeah. I went to UH, yeah. but your the language is, because it's two years, it actually kind of delays you in graduating. Right. So I think people don't like no, so the fact that they didn't have to go to class probably yeah. was, a, was a little... When I first started at UH, uh, it was languages was only... And my gripe, first gripe was... It might was be different now. Hawaiian is, shouldn't have been under the foreign language uh, mm. department. So uh, that was my first gripe. But foreign language was uh, only required 101, 102. Right. So when I was teaching up there, when I started, actually my whole career, I had, my classes were 201, 202. That was my favorite. Oh, okay. And um, when, so when, when I started... When they were powered with 102, the, the ones that had to, the, the you know, mandatory, the students I had were all the ones that wanted to go on. Mm-hmm. So they were they were in it by choice. Then when it switched to, uh, you had to go up to 202, yeah. then I had the kind of people in class, oh, I'm just here to fulfill. Uh, right, I heard right, right. it was easy. And, and that's, so I kind of... And um, that's not the students you want, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm a really good teacher if you want to learn, if I have to drag everything out of you or, or throw stuff at you because you're sleeping in my classroom, then it kind of, you know, it got less and less fun for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, having, I, I'm just not good at, at, you know, constantly having to, to you know, uh, hold pie pie the students and, and make, make them learn. Whereas in the beginning, the 201 students were there by choice. And so yeah. th- those were the, the really the best times. Yeah, of by the teaching. time I got to 202, I was into it. Yeah. And Uilani was great. Our final was... Uh, the whole class, everybody went. I couldn't believe we, everybody went to Kauai. Yeah. And we stayed there for a weekend and you couldn't speak any English the entire yeah. weekend. Wow. That's a pretty yeah. good final, right? Yeah. It was yeah. tough. Yeah. It was tough. But And so it's funny because uh, we had a concert there, Pure Heart did back then. And so it ended with a concert. Wow. So, but um, my parents were on the island, right? And they would see us walking around because we went to the salt flats and you know, all these things. They're like, how come you're the only one carrying the book around? I have to continually look in the book, you know. I just, uh, my memory is just not that good. But uh, yeah, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. How did you get started uh, with the Hawaiian language? So when we were back in Germany and my, my first Hawaiian music, the Wahine Ilikea song, I remember 
um, asking the boys that the, the military guys they were like you know between 19 and 20 23 years old mm-hmm. and um, they would come to our house every weekend and so that's the first song I totally fell in love with and I, and I asked them I said what is what is the song about like in Europe if you sing and it you might be German but if you sing an Italian song you have to make sure that you know you, you're singing Italian and not something made up because right, there might be right. Italians listening and no, they're gonna give you right. you know an earful if you don't if you don't sing their language sure. the right way. So in in Europe, it's just you don't just like phonetically sing, sing something without knowing. So I just uh, and the song was it's so pretty that I said well, I, I just wonder what it's about. Mm-hmm. And then I, I asked him. I said, "What is the song about?" I said, oh, "One chick." That that's what they said. And I said. <laughs> Um, what what do you know what the title is? And they said, "Yeah, Vahine Ilike means howly chick." That's how they translated mm. it. And then I said, "Well, can you translate the song?" And they go, "Baby, nobody speaks Hawaiian anymore." And I said, "I can't believe that. I just won't won't believe that." Mm. Huh. And then my my sister moved here a year before me in '79, and she she said, oh, "Never mind. There's Hawaiian language. You can sign up for it at, at UH when you come." So I'm like, "See, somebody still speaks Hawaiian." So then I asked them, uh, they said, no, we speak some Hawaiian. And I said, yeah, well, speak something. This is what they said. Nanakuli, makakilo, makaha. <laughs> and I don't know anything about Hawaiian. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And they laugh. Right? <laughs> and and, and when I, once I moved there, I said, ah, these freaking guys. <laughs> totally played me. So, yeah. And so when, when I moved here, uh, my my goal, my, my number one goal was to go to, go to college and uh, I started at Leeward with Naomi Losh and sign up for any course that had Hawaiian in the front, Hawaiian language, Hawaiian uh, culture, Hawaii, you know, anything that with Hawaiian history and in Hawaiian history, Hawaiian geography and just head over heels. But Hawaiian language was my most important. And then uh, I was working in Waikiki at a tour, tour company because I speak like European languages and oh, that's got right. hired oh. right off. I had never been to the windward side of the Island, but I got hired, you know, as a, as a tour guide, uh, Writing along with somebody translating, and so uh, I people said, "Well, why are you going? Why are you taking Hawaiian? Take Japanese. That's where the mm-hmm. money's at, you know." Because a lot of gigs or, or jobs in Waikiki said bilingual, yeah, Japanese. Uh, appreciated mm-hmm. Japanese. I, I, all, it was all Jap- and I'm like, I don't want to learn Japanese. Now I wish I signed up for both classes. Yeah, that's really, true. really wish. Because you go Japan but, yeah. plenty, yeah. But I at that time I had no no idea that I was ever gonna go to Japan for whatever reason, and my my number one goal was to learn Hawaiian. So in hindsight, I really should have signed up for both classes. Did you did you ever get to meet Dennis, Kamakahi? Oh yes. Okay. Yes. Oh good. Because I, I know that he was he was happy with your version and you know all that stuff. Yeah. But he I, actually I have from him I have a, a handwritten uh, music sheet for Vanilla Ilikea. Oh really? And oh, nice. his blessing yeah for oh, for wow. that. Uh, it, it was it yeah. It's unreal. I, I still haven't framed it, but it's in re- in a really good folder so for framing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he gave me gave us his blessing. Yeah, good. beautiful. What a man! Oh my god! Yeah. He, what a songwriter! Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's amazing. He still has plenty of songs left. I keep talking to David about. Hey, man, yeah. you got to get these songs. Da- David yeah. is being his son. Right? David, his son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, David doesn't read music. I think as well as the dad did. So yeah. you know, some of it is notated, some of it is not. So yeah. it's kind of like. You know, you gotta kind of take it and take yes. half a piece. What and a, what a problem to have too many songs! Yeah, <laughs> wow, I know, I know. I, know. I remember uh, Dennis did this uh, the music for this uh, for Eddie Kamai's uh, video series uh, on, oh, yep. uh-huh. on Hawaiian uh, yep. Luther Maka, Luther Kahikili Makakao. He uh, from Maui, and he 
there's this song that is woven throughout the, the thing, and it's a song called Luther is Gone. Oh, but uh-huh. his memory yeah, 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 lives yeah. on and on. And I'm just thinking about it. I, I could cry. It's one of the most beautiful songs. Yeah. So before he passed, I asked him, I said, uh, like I, I didn't even know he was sick at the time yet. But I said, Dennis, why don't you? Uh, no, I said, where's that recording? He said, oh, no, I just want to throw them together for, the, for that video. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's one of the most beautiful, simple uh, songs that he ever recorded. And I, I'm still waiting for somebody or maybe me to record <laughs> that song. It, uh, just incredibly beautiful. Yeah, he he also sang this song called Hina Hina Ku Kahakai. It was written by Sam Lee uh, from the Big oh, Island. Oh, wow. And uh, we'd go on tour, okay? And, uh, you know, Dennis, he likes to talk. Yes. But he's a really good storyteller. I mean, he's one of oh, the yeah. best I've ever seen. And he'd always do this song. And it's about it's about Sam and his, his wife. And, and they talk about, like, after... Uh, see, I can't even talk about it either without getting choked up yeah. and stuff. But it's this really deep song. And then... During the solo, he'll tell the story in English, mm. so you can really understand what this thing is about. And he would always do it right before intermission, because he would do it. Everyone's crying, then boom, right. all the lights come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, that's another one that he never recorded because he said that was Eddie's song. You wow. know, and he said, you know, maybe after Eddie's gone, I'll record it. But then he he passed unfortunately before Eddie. Before did. Eddie. Yeah. Wow. But uh, so there's still some treasures out there. Yet yeah, to be, yet yeah. To be I released. wish there was. I, I just want to find some recording of it. Someone has it, you know, yeah. because um, it's such a good song. I, and uh, you know, some people should be able to hear it. You know, that's my right. main thing. Exactly. And that's why we started the whole high sessions thing too. Was this idea of oh, you know, at least people can hear these songs. You know, right. that, that maybe couldn't can't fly to Hawaii and see the. Right. artists and all that kind of stuff by the way congratulations on all this kind of stuff that you do john oh thanks you're you're amazing i'm so tech retarded that it's not even funny <laughs> and, and i'm always uh, blown away to like when i just recently with hawaiian style band and hawaii, hawaii prince with hawaiian music live with aaron and, and cousin wade yeah. aaron mikami mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah a live podcast uh, broadcast on, on yep. live stream yep. mm-hmm. up from the prince and uh, all it was is the little tab you know pointing at us and i'm like Talking to people from Germany, uh, you know, they're sending requests over Instagram. It's just (laughs) way, way above my comprehension. I I know it's happening, but I have no idea how. By the way, (laughs) I should not take credit for the technical side because I really don't know what I'm doing on the technical (laughs) side. I'm just a guy who knows people and put put them together, you know. But you mentioned it, so let's talk a little bit about it because um, people should know. So Hawaiian Style Band, you guys are kind of doing some stuff now. Yeah putting your toe in the water so, and doing some gigs and whatnot? As, I'm, I'm going to just re, re, rewind a little bit back to Ernie Cruz. Uh, yeah. he, he was the guy that got us together the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Before the translation. Yeah. So he he did the hookup, the initial Junior, hookup. right? Ernie Cruz Jr., yeah. yeah. With, from Moose's to with Brian and Wade and was literally the reason I got to record the thing for, for sure. Robbie and then going get into the band. And uh, then fast forward about two, two to three years, um, there was no no falling out or anything. I just uh, I had mm-hmm. some songs that that I wanted, especially my Makua song, and people were you know telling me, oh, you should do a solo album. So I I I was actually in the studio. Brian and Wade did a lot of the songs with me on the Sister Roby. Uh-huh. People think there was a big fight or something, and mm-hmm. and we broke up. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case. I just kind of went my my own, and then I got really busy as uh, Sister Roby. Sure, sure, sure. And then um and then after I left, they had. Uh, Two two other lead girl lead singers right. and and did two more albums no wait, one more album, and um and then I don't know what happened but 
that that felt they felt they kind of went their own way, and then um, after Ern- so Brian and Wade and I pretty much lost touch. Uh, not not nothing you know fighting or anything. Just uh, kind of out of life. out of sight. Yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And Brian and I we, we played gigs together. Still, we played at Chai's Island Bistro. We we did some you know a couple yeah. of recordings together, and um, so Brian and I were in in touch, and um, after Ernie Cruz Jr. passed away. Um, we had a, a gig together, and and all these years that when whenever I played, at one point or another, people would come up to me and say, "What what what's the chances of a Weinstein band getting back together?" Mm. And I said, "I'm fine. You mm. got to talk to Wayne and Brian. Mm. They had the falling out. So, so uh, those two those two have to be the ones that that are good with it, you know, because it has to be the three of us. Uh, Wade tried to do a Weinstein band album with you know without Brian and I, yeah. didn't." Right. It it was yeah. a good album, but it wasn't Hawaiian style band. It's like Cow Crater Boys without Troy or without yeah. Ernie. Yeah. It's not yeah, Cow yeah, Crater yeah, Boys. Yeah. CNK isn't CNK without either of them, right? Yeah. So with Hawaiian style band, it has to be bright. You know, the other guys, uh, we can switch out the musicians, but Brian Wade and I were the core, pretty much what people expect to hear. Mm-hmm. So Brian said, you know, I'm I'm okay with calling Wade and, and see, you know, and so I asked him, what happened? How come? You know, you guys had what what happened that you guys couldn't work with each other. And Brian goes, Ruby, you know what? I don't even remember. It was so minor <laughs> that I don't remember what it was. So we said, well, you know what? Let's call Wade. Let's see if he wants to kind of get back together, because we said life is too short. You know, mm, like when yeah, yeah, when the sure, thing with Ernie happened, yeah. to be dwelling on something that they don't even remember what it was. Yeah, that you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. and people really were were asking, you know, what is the chances of a wine style band ever performing again? So we called Wade and he was like, oh my God, I would love to. And then we started, you know, getting together up at the coffee talk, coffee talk in, in Kanaki <laughs> and rehearsed there. And, and, uh, and then we, we did, oh my God, what show did we do? We were supposed to do the Blue Note, but of all the shows ever there, we got canceled for some reason. I have no idea what happened. I remember you guys did uh, like the surf, uh, North Shore, um, Turtle Bay. The, yeah, the yes. Surf, surfer bar. The surfer bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, we started rehearsing with like a full band, like eight piece, I think with, you know, keyboards oh, wow. and bass. <laughs> and nowadays to, to like, to make a comeback and travel with that many is almost impossible because people yeah, don't want to pay yeah. the airline tickets, the hotel yeah, rooms. Right, right, yeah. So we kind of toned it down to a four piece to, to like an acoustic. And we were getting some gigs, you know, nice kind of gigs. And this, uh, about three weeks ago was the first time that we had the full band with, um, oh, with nice. Mikey Grande on keyboards mm, and yeah, Sean and then, Pimentel. Yeah, because Sean was uh, in here yeah, the other Sean, day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when we when we had rehearsal for that, it was we we almost we weren't like in tears, but close. We were we were mm. just going, oh my god, mm. it really sounded like the album because yeah. the four piece is okay. It sounds great. I mean, Brian Brian to me is a masterful player. He's yeah, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. gives me chicken skin when he does his stuff. And and uh, we had the three part harmony, but Hawaiian style band was like there, there's fourth parts in there, and you know sometimes more. So when we had this full band, that the Kahilo Theater and, and Hilo Palace was amazing, and and uh, I think people really enjoyed it. So that's when we said, you know what, we should we should do more gigs. And I think once the word gets out, or now that the word is out, there's gonna be like maybe hopefully phone calls that <laughs> asking yeah. us to play as, as well, the full you know, band. I mean, it's great that you guys are doing that because as someone, you know, when we started doing the high sessions show, we, we started getting, um, people needed help to book bands, you know, right. so, and it was like corporate gigs and stuff like Hawaiian airlines asked us right. to help us with things and, um, a Hawaii theater. And, you know, there, there's, <coughs> there are only so many bands, you know, and then when you start looking at like 
you know, Henry Capono's great, but he's getting older, right? So he's not yep. going to be around forever. You have a sense of Hoy not around anymore. Um, right. Is is not around anymore. And then Ernie passes. He's not around anymore. Yeah. And so there's Malani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kalapana. It, it, you know. Yeah. So to to have you guys there, I mean, you know, you want to keep that community there because if there's not musicians, then the live music scene kind of dies. And I was talking to Kyle over lunch about that. You know, we just had Gordon Biersch and, um, well, Hooters is not really live, <laughs> live music venue, but Gordon Biersch closing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So oh, I didn't even know. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the other day. last week. weekend. Yeah. 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 Wow. So Gordon Biersch, wow. they didn't uh, give notice. They just yeah. shut their doors. And then Hooters wow. closed the day after or something like that? A couple yeah. days after. What did? Yeah. Hooters, yeah. Hooters. Right, oh, wow. Right across. Yeah. 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 So, you know, if people come to watch live music, that will you know, allow these establishments to have live music. It's like a cycle, right? Right. And, um, yeah, it's kind of sad because Gordon Beach is a nice place to... I'm sure you played there yes. before, right? Yes, oh, yes, right? yeah. Yeah, so that's oh, kind of a bummer. Man, I, I keep going to, like, uh, bummer kind of stuff. <laughs> but, but the Hawaiian Style Band playing, is it's, that's, a good, that's a good thing. That's a really yeah. good thing. And really fun. We, we enjoy, like... So we always make a joke, you know, like, about uh, how we, we've been... Uh, a band for 25 years but we took a 23 year break <laughs> and, and now we, we're still playing the same music uh, we, we did this uh, the, the Hen- Henry Capono series the artist to artist oh, yeah, uh-huh, we did the Blue uh-huh. Note and the Maui Mac and um, you know it's, it has a talk story session in it and uh, so Henry um, uh, we talked to it. Henry asked uh, what, what's you guys plan and uh, Wayne and Brian they, they're great songwriters and they have uh-huh. a couple of songs stashed away that, that they wouldn't mind recording mm. but Henry actually said and I I I agree with Henry. He said, um, right now, if Hawaiian style band is, is kind of doing a comeback, you should come back with, with the hit songs that you had because, and it, it's true in the concerts, we got people older than me, you uh-huh. know, uh, definitely older than me. We, and we have sprinkled in there some people that are the next generation that are probably the kids of those people yeah. older mm-hmm. than me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they're singing along word for word yeah. to every single song. Yep. So if you know, it's like CNK. You know, they right. don't have to come out with new mu- music. People will go to the shell every year Two to years. hear old yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's what Henry said. Uh, you know, maybe yeah, go ahead, go record, but focus on your on your on the two albums that you did together, and people will come to oh, listen yeah. to that. You know, they they're they're uh, that's what they want to hear. Well, I think uh, people are also hoping that uh, you know, Fiji jump up on stage. Yeah, you have, <laughs> right. You have Del Beasley come along and jump yeah. in, or you know. What Actually, I mean? Del Beasley did uh, uh, yeah. one of the yeah. gigs we did for uh, for St. Louis alumni. <coughs> so yeah, and I think that, I mean that, that was one of the coolest parts about uh, Hawaiian Style Band is you guys had this uh, this core of people that did this amazing music, but yeah. then all of a sudden you go, is that? Is? Yeah. yeah. Is it yeah. right? Is it Fiji? Are they part of the band? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and then all of a sudden, Fiji was a part of the Hawaiian style yeah. band. You go, what? And then, wait, is this? Oh, wait, Del Beasley is in there too. So you yeah. just never knew who was going to show yeah. up. But it was like, like an all star band. Yeah. But yeah. the mix of yeah. the voices was always yeah. just yeah. completely. But see, back, back in that day, there was this. There was this community of, of really good mm-hmm. musicians, and they all played right. together and mm-hmm. they knew each other. And like, because even when John was doing his hot lava, thing on oh Sundays, my God. everyone would show up yeah. down there, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. from uh, Mackie Fury to Fiji to Barry Flanagan. Barry Fl- yeah, they just kind of yeah. stop we, in and hang yeah. out and play. Yeah. There's nothing like that anymore, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but... Um, Are you bumming us out again, John? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Making me sad again. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I think uh, that possibly, you know, a Hawaiian-style band gig would be a nice little way to... 
to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Would you yeah. come down and play something else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. of course. The, and the last time I saw you guys play it, and it was the during the best of CD release, mm-hmm. and you guys did a live performance, a reunion performance at the Locomotion Waikiki. Right. Remember that upstairs? Oh my God! Yes, yes. That was so amazing. Oh, yeah. And then I think Fiji was actually on his way. In a plane coming over and missed the missed the gig, but he was yeah. he was gonna he was <laughs> he, flying. He in. had all good intentions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. always, uh, always, yeah. always, yes. always. But that yeah. was an amazing thing yeah. to see too. Is they're they're reuniting back then, you know? Yeah, I just saw Fiji again at uh, another one of my longest uh, friends uh, and, and partner partner in used to be partner in crime now it's partner in rhyme brother Jeff Rasmussen yes. oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, got yeah. married uh, oh about, really oh, yeah, in, really? In, oh, congratulations uh, January to Jeff. 16 I think it was and of course Feed was there uh, nice. Feed was feeling really good and uh, <laughs> never made it on the stage but had good intentions <laughs> <laughs> is he living on the mainland then now um, or? mostly yeah but oh, he's okay. back and forth yeah okay hmm but it was awesome, you know, being out out there in Rhino and Darren Benitez. It was it was one of those like yeah. everybody just yeah. come to Kuala, uh, Kaulana Pakele. We had we had a blast. I never so thought I, I was like the first at the wedding at the reception because uh, the ceremony was in Makaha and my friend and I drove up. I said, "Wow, is this was it four a.m. maybe?" Because we went there, we got there at four p.m. <laughs> Nobody was there, and then they all came on on a bus uh, oh. from the from the ceremony, and. Um, I never thought I'd be one of the last to leave, but they were literally telling us, okay, gotta get out of here. <laughs> and, and we headed back to town. Yeah, an incredible, great wedding. Awesome. Oh, wow. Hey, are you, um, I can always edit this out, so if you say no, it's okay. Yeah. But do you remember the lobby story that you told me in Japan? Oh, the, of course. You want one to tell of, that story? One of my embarrassing stories, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. This is a good story. That's nice. <laughs> okay, all right. So I'm in, in Japan in this really fancy hotel. I was traveling with the group Big Mountain. And yes. uh, and we were doing this gig across the street in Odaiba, and um, we're we're going down the elevator, and they had elevator boy pushing the buttons, and there's like four of us and four other Japanese people in the elevator, and then uh, there were some like little posters about about the concert hanging around, but it just said Big Mountain with Robi Kahakalao. And then we get to the you know to the floor we're going and, and the elevator boy kind of he points his finger his hand at me and he goes this is Robbie and then my, my boys are going like oh my god you know shit you know everybody knows you over here and I'm, so now I'm like bowing and saying thank you <laughs> the Japanese people in the meantime they're looking at me like the hell is she doing and then we, we didn't think anything and as soon as we got out of the elevator I said oh my god you know what the guy is saying. This is the lobby. This is lobby. <laughs> and that's exactly what he was saying. So, uh, so I totally bowed for that. <laughs> but it was the, the, you know, I was standing exactly where he was pointing his hand at. And uh, it became the joke. Like we told Kunishki and the when he came to the show. And it was after that, I was like, oh, is this Robbie? <laughs> so the next day we're in the lobby and this Japanese lady comes up to me because, are you a... Uh, Lobby <laughs> and, and and Kino Kino the, the singer for Big Mountain goes no this is the lobby <laughs> so it was but it was an ongoing joke and yeah people still uh, very embarrassing for me but <laughs> but not my fault <laughs> I just love that story because it's so innocent you know <laughs> oh thank you yeah, thank you a, a typical yeah. Roby Roby moment oh, I have many many embarrassing Roby moments <laughs> and uh, the other thing that I wanted to just get some background on uh, so one of my favorite songs is Every Child oh and um, even so I guess another um, cruise connection that Ernie's uh, sister yeah, wrote that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um uh, even Dave Tusserone, he had to. So some article I was reading, it was like 
the top 10 songs he's ever recorded and he noted this as one of his favorite of all wow. he's ever recorded you know and um it just seems so organic so how did that that song come about and how did you put it together because it seemed like you guys just kind of i don't want to say threw it together but it was no that's exactly what we did yeah. um because i was working with you know with, with students and and and, and uh, the album was called keikyo kaina uh -huh. um and uh, I met Duri uh, Ernell, but she hates Ernell like I hate Roberta, so I'll call okay, her Duri. Okay, okay. <laughs> Ernie's uh, sister, uh, right after him. Um, she wrote this song, and we were in Vegas together with Kyle Crater Boys, and at that time, John was already with Kyle Crater Boys too. And she said, oh, sis, I, I got this song. If you, and I'm, I heard it and uh, just in, in, in the hotel room, and I said, oh, I would love to record it. But I had no, all my songs... Like, you know, some people make albums and they have like, as they go in the studio, they know the title of the album. They have 12 songs and they're ready to go. Mm. Me, I don't, I have nothing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got one song. Let's work on that. And then while we're, you know, doing. Trying to figure yeah. out something. Wow. And, and what I, who I had with me uh, as, as my, like, just incredibly talented guy is Feech. Yeah, yeah, with anybody else, if they said, now we figure them out in the studio, I would have said, uh uh studio time, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. with Fiji. If he says he's gonna do something, it's it's gonna happen. But with this song here, we, we, we you know, um, I definitely knew that I wanted John John Cruz on it, and um, I'm not sure if Ernie plays on Ernie plays on actually. Yeah, he's nine, playing the rhythm nine, guitar. Yeah, yeah. On, on ninety percent of uh, Sister Roby and uh, and Keiko Kaina, Ernie mm -hmm. is like and and Troy on some of them too, but Ernie and John uh, on plenty of them. So I wonder, of course, the Cruz Brothers because it was the sister song, mm -hmm. and then. John, Fiji, and I did this gig in Kailua at a coffee, at another friend of Ernie's coffee place, and and I had just bought my house in Kulio'o, and so they were they were like, oh, we're gonna go see your house. <laughs> so we went to my house after after the gig, and we said, let's you know, we had studio time coming up, and then we we sang, we we sat down and sang the song, uh -huh. and and we said, oh. We could have probably recorded it that night. It was it definitely meant to be with those wow. with those two singing. My yeah. problem with that song is I get requests for it. When I sing it, I do the ah yes. I do all the John oh, and Fiji yeah, yeah, parts because yeah, yeah. oh. I love the harmonies, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so I, I'm always having a hard time with the lyrics for the, the the third verse because there's so many harmonies and parts of Fiji and John in right, there that right, right. that I want to sing those parts rather than the lead. <laughs> but yeah, all right, John, there you go. Well, no, no, she's got, Brian, yeah. she's got Brian and Wade to, to, to do it. They could do a good job but, on yeah, that. That's, yeah, it's a beautiful song. And it actually was one of the most uh, requested songs to be used on, like, for school events, uh -huh. uh, for mm -hmm. school recordings. My, uh, my daughter, when yeah. she was at Hahayoni, well, she is still at Hahayoni, but she was younger, they had that as one of the dances yeah. for yeah. May Day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. So when you do, uh, uh, as you're going forward with, the, the Hawaiian style band when you guys do your live gigs do you include your solo work um, some of Ryan's stuff um, Wade's stuff do you guys do that as well um, we've we've included one song um, uh, Rivers of Babylon because Brian knows it really well right. and, and we recorded it together but um, maybe I should tell him yeah why not we always people always usually I, request always, them yeah. 90% of the time you hear the, somebody in the crowd going Mokuo! Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I, know Brian, I, I, I know Brian knows how to play it, but he, they, they haven't made the Well, move. it's hard. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a Hawaiian-style band is its own thing. Yeah. So, But your voice is so 
connected with it. Well, it's such a yeah. large body of work. Yeah, right? it's yeah. such a large body of work. It's you know, there's a there's a lot of pool to swim in there. It's yeah. a giant ocean. So I think yeah, and people are they they just love to hear your voice. Yeah. Yeah. So like any song you sing, go ahead. <laughs> sing, sing all of that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember uh, working at FM 100 when I did, and for a while there, you heard you you heard a Hawaiian style band song every hour. It was yeah. there was gonna be one song, and it was never the same song. It was just a different song. It's amazing. From the Hawaiian style band. Yeah. How many songs from the albums? Yeah. That actually yeah. Got yeah. They all hit. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. I never I'd never experienced anything like it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was cool. It was a phenomenon. Yes, it was. Yeah. And it's going to start up all over again, I get that. And it feels really nice to sing, you know, sing the songs again, like the, yeah. with, with the band. I Like, I remember when we recorded Kaimana Hila, my first reaction was like, oh my God, what, <laughs> what is he doing? Because that, you know, that, that off, the, the, mm-hmm. whatever the arrangement. And I said, oh, no hula dancers, definitely, because it's, it's so, uh, you know, so yeah. tricky. And, um, and I never bothered to learn it that way but I mm-hmm. get requests for it once in a while so now that we're back but it's not that hard I'm, I'm just such a like oh my god rehearse practice why <laughs> <laughs> so now that we're playing I, I can actually play it by myself too the way how I oh. self recorded it with my harmonizer but uh, having Brian play the, the, the guitar parts just makes all the difference in the world yeah. so yeah but it, it, like Rhythm of the Ocean, all, all the songs, it, it didn't take a lot of rehearsing to just fall yep. back and, you know, yep, like yep. Re- remember the parts and, and do everything. That's the part. And I, have good fun. I think that's the part that I'm, I try to process in my head when you would listen to it. Because the fact that you guys could play it live and it sounded like the record, but the record sounded so, I don't know, it sounded so full. It sounded like there were 20 people mm-hmm. playing on that record. But you were saying, you know. There's five of you on stage now yeah. doing it. And six, you guys, six, yeah, so six, sorry, six. Yeah, and you six know, and people. then you guys can put it all together and go, okay, yeah, sounds exactly like. Yeah. It's it's just fantastic, man. Yeah. Well I've been I've been cap- cannibalizing all the questions and stuff. Do you guys have other other things that you wanted to ask? Kyle get plenty, but he's trying to I know, Kyle's trying, trying to go through his roller decks of which one he's gonna go with. <laughs> Wait, it's just it's just amazing the history of the Hawaiian style band. I mean it's to me, for me, it started off with Hey Nana Locomotion, the jingle. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? And then it led to Live a Little Hawaiian Style as the Hawaiian Style jingle. So and it turned into an he album his, from he there. He wore this shirt just for you. So, wait, so, locomotion wait, so said locomotion. Before I ever met the Hawaiian Style band or yeah. had any, you know, uh, uh, I think the song was maybe maybe not even out yet. I used to call the radio station and, and request this commercial lo- and request locomotion yeah. and they said baby it's a commercial we, we can't yeah. re- take requests for it we, we play it so often and they have to pay and I'm like oh my no at locomotion oh, I got me jingle, some you know? motion rare so we put that in our show now that, that <laughs> oh, we, oh, in really? our <laughs> show because that's when we talk story about how we met yeah. and, and I, I always tell people that was my first Connection with Hawaiian style band. I said, "Who are these guys?" Because that was that was a song. It's probably yeah. the number one jingle in Hawaii yeah. today. And, you know, and well, yeah. if you think about "Live a Little" being the Hawaiian style brand's jingle, mm-hmm. right. that's a song that's still in rotation till today. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what, what what Robbie Burns said after they did that. They did the locomotion first, and then they did the the Hawaiian style. Then it did and then he next. said. We we power making come we should make songs yeah. and and, and, yeah. and go in the studio yeah. and that's when when that happened. So my request is <laughs> with the Hawaiian style band 2.0 is to finish that Hinana song and yes. make it a song. Make it a it totally because it's a it's a you know great, great 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 yeah. song. It is you know it, it just totally needs to be finished. <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh my god, I totally agree. I will 
relay the message to Brian and Ray, and we already halfway there because we're performing it on on stage, and go. everybody remembers it. Yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. remembers it. Yeah. Okay, so we got to get Wade and Brian in here now on the podcast <laughs> yeah. so we can put all three of them on the spot and get them That's to true. promise that they're going to do it. Okay. Although right. although they're they're pretty good about um, you know not not. Not um, caving into peer pressure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It was 26 years before I got back together. So. We'll get Rob in here and he can produce it. That's right. That's right. I haven't seen Rob Burns in a long time. I, I he he actually came to the Blue Note concert. And oh, he did. Yeah, oh, okay, and I got good. to thank him from the stage for his, you know, for his part, uh, that's his okay. his okay. role in in my being part of the band. Wow. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What hey. a great guy. He looks great. I don't know what he does, but yeah, he's doing he, something right. He's, he's got to be like at least ten years older than me, at least. Oh, more, more than ten. More years than ten years. Yeah. Old? Okay. He looks fantastic, and he, I remember when we Hawaiian stop band time. Uh, his wife Annie and they had this little girl, uh, a cute little girl, rascal. Oh my God, she was a handful, and she would be running around. And uh, so at the Blue Note, uh, this girl comes up to us after us, and and uh, I saw her with Rob and Annie, and and she comes with the CD, and she goes, and you can sign it for me. And, it was, I think, a Tuesday night we played. And I said, baby, you, you're right being up this late. You don't have to go to school tomorrow. And she goes, Auntie, I'm 36. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> she looked like high school. That, that was the girl. That, oh, that was really? the daughter. Yeah, but oh. she looks so young. Like, unbelievable. So I, I totally thought she was in high school. She goes, Auntie, I'm 36. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, good genes. <laughs> okay, I, I have one that we've, we've okay. asked all of the musicians who've come in so far. So oh, okay, I, okay, I'm, okay. I'm going gonna, to put you on the spot just a little bit. Yes. But I think you can come up with it because you're a musician so uh, we've been asking all of the musicians that have come in uh, what are your three kind of desert island discs and they can't be uh, greatest hits albums but if there's an album that you remember that that sort of uh, three albums maybe that sort of jog things for you that make you think okay this is why I got into music uh, these are the inspirations for me okay well definitely um, back from from Germany the first my first one Sons of Hawaii has to be because um. that was my you know my first introduction and then um back then there was no uh, well Olomana too oh, okay. uh, because that that was from way back in Germany mm-hmm. and then uh one group that I fell in love with over there too and then I got to tour with them was Makaha Sons Makaha mm-hmm. Sons to me are to this day the kings of Hawaiian harmony and having listened to their music back then and then actually get to meet them when, when Iz, uh, Iz and, and Skippy were still around. Yeah. I remember just my jaw dropping, because not just the music, but how big they were. <laughs> I was like, oh my <laughs> God. And yeah. how, you know, how that voice can come out of a body that big and then actually befriending them and years later going on tour with them and then having them on my CDs. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I, it, it's still sometimes surreal, you know, to, to know that I can call Moon and, and uh, or, or, or Jerome and, um, that's probably one of the one of the things that I miss most is having having you know the the actual Makaha sons, uh, on on live things. I know I know Jerome has the the, the you know the trio with with uh, Mark Yem and and Kimo, but um, having gone on tour, I would say I was with a Wine Style band, but I toured more that with Makaha sons and Kao Crater Boys than I did with anybody else. Really? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. under the the because at that boys. time Makasans had everything, it was like a machine already. It yeah. was just moving along, you know. And and Kata, Katamaduli, he did this, uh, uh, what is it called, Mount Kalihi, uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah. product uh, productions. Yeah. And he, and under that uh, group was Makasans were the headliners, and we had Sir Pahinui, mm-hmm. myself, Dennis Pavao. Oh my 
Dennis, love you. <laughs> There's a funny guy and, and yeah. talent, endless. And um, some we, we had Auntie Genoa came twice, but uh, we did a Carnegie Hall gig with uh, mm -hmm. with, with that whole gang. But Cyril, Dennis, uh, Makasans, myself, and uh, Jerry Santos was on one. But it was never at all moment. No sleep either, but <laughs> the most fun you could imagine. Oh my God. Well, as a as a person who's a fan of harmonies and somebody who appreciates the Maka Hassans, because I think we all do, um, one of the things that amazed me the most, and maybe we can give some insight into this, is watching them live was a trip because they would stand in a certain way and like, I don't know, but the, the sound would come out and yeah. it didn't matter who was up before because yeah. the sound sounded okay. But yeah. they would get up there, and it didn't matter where they. Were. I heard them once at the Fifty State Fair, yeah. and they sounded exactly like, like the record. Yeah, and you knew true. they weren't. They true. weren't. There they was were no no tracks. Yeah, there's no overdubs. There's no tracks. Overdubs. Excuse me. They were just singing, and I was like, yeah. "How is that happening? Like, how is? Yeah. How do you hear each other well enough that this this sound just comes out of three guys, four guys? It didn't matter, you know. Yeah. But is it is it listening to each other? Is it knowing where your harmonies are? I think. In their case, uh, just like the Casimiros, you know, the Casimiros, oh, well, yeah. Casimiros are brothers. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, even from longer ago, but Moon, Moon and Jerome went to, to school together. So uh, they, went, they were in the military together. They knew what each other were going to wear. On the, you know, they were just in tune to each other. And I think that has definitely something to do with, with uh, the blend. They, they didn't, when, so we were at this concert one time and, and Jerome is on stage going, um, any requests? And of course, we're yelling. And so this this one guy yells out really loud. Um, what was it? Oh my God! I'm drawing another blank. Uh, silver rings. Makasans okay, okay. don't sing silver rings. Yeah, right, yeah. They probably know the song, but they've never played it. Not not I never heard them. So this guy yells silver rings, and Jerome goes silver rings it is. And now we what we're looking at Moon and John, uh, <laughs> and they go like what? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we we hear Jerome saying. Uh, uh, Keala, and he goes, uh, where no Kamalani? He goes, Kamalani, and, and then they start playing. and I'm like, What are they doing? Everybody backstage is like, What the hell is going on? And then <laughs> Jerome's like, Where is my love? Silver rings, <laughs> oh, where are you? Silver rings. So this was like, and, and, but even Moon, but uh, Moon and John were like, What we're doing, silver rings, mm. and then when he said Kamalani, they knew exactly. What they were gonna do, like that, it was gonna be like that. Wow! And they start, you know, they start playing Kamalani, and uh, it, people That's were classic. cracking up, and, <laughs> and we were backstage were going, "Oh my god!" But it was totally like off the wall. Not rehearsed, not expected, and but that's the kind of stuff they could do because they were so in tune with each other. Yeah. That's just and years and years. Yeah, of, yeah, of, of just you know you don't even have to look at each other or or one look and you know exactly, know exactly what's what gonna what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I just kept to, I wanted the I wanted them to check for uh, extra mic boxes or something. <laughs> I don't know because yeah. that 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 sound nobody had that sound and yeah. it didn't matter where you were or or. What they were doing. If you had them in a living room in your house, yeah. they would sound exactly like that. And yeah. I, I've never heard a band since that's been that much. Yeah. Sort of their harmonies being that tight. It's been. It was crazy. And on crazy. so yeah. many so like how Star Band we're tight too, but yeah. we have a limit amount. You know the two albums <laughs> and maybe a couple of other songs like, but um with the Makasans it was just like a catalog of songs. Yeah. You know, yeah. endless, endless, and. Sometimes we would be at a, at a venue and people would like they had their 
uh, we always had Chinky, Chinky Mahoy and, and Kawaii Ula were the dancers. And then in Japan, we had their, the Halau over there dance. So there was a kind of a set list, you know, program. But if people requested a song that we might have never even heard on tour, we said, oh, wow, let's, let's see if they can. No problem. That, wow. You know, without, without any, any hesitation, they would go like, oh, you want that song? Okay. So, but Silver Wings was definitely the, 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 most, <laughs> the best one. Yeah, the, the most like, wow, that they pulled that one off. <laughs> so, yeah. so, Roby, uh, moving forward, how, how can we find you? Do, is, I know you're on Instagram. Yes, Roby Kahakalong Music. And that's where you can post, we can see if you have gigs and yeah. find a Hawaiian style band and all that kind of stuff. I have a website, but oh my God, Ro, robikahakalong.com, I think. <laughs> but I don't. But I'm so horrible. I don't know how to like somebody. Henry Capono's friend, uh, who does put it, all put his, it uh, put it together. But I don't know how to like supposed to have a thing. You know, contact Roby and maybe people are trying to contact me, but I've ne- never got, never gotten anything because I don't know how to get to where I'm supposed to be contacted. So it's horrible. But you can contact me on Instagram uh, on direct message and uh, or or by a post uh, and. Um, and now this is coming out next week. So is there anything like in March that you're, the Hawaiian Style Band is doing or anything we can see there? Or is it uh, more of a summer stuff that's going to be coming um, we're, we're trying to get our schedule way, poor okay, way. Okay, 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 okay. Because there's six people and one of them is Sean Pimentel, who, uh, yeah, who yeah, is... Yeah. Who's never here. Who, who you know <laughs> yeah. is really, really, really busy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But um, so this weekend, uh, this coming weekend, I'm, I'm doing something fun. I'm going to be with Sean, but with Kelly Irachal on oh, Maui. Wow. Oh, we're wow. doing three, uh, his... 20th year Kukai. Oh, that's right. He says it's the, the last, last one, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but we know how that goes. Was, uh, CNK had many, many last ones. So, uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so, but I'm really thrilled because we did, uh, we recorded the song. I was part of the first Kukai, and so now I'm going to be part of the quote last, last Kukai. One. So that should be really fun. And, um, and then uh, I'm playing right now with uh, this young boy who I met on Maui, who is, turns out he's kind of my nephew through. Oh. By, oh. by marriage of my niece and his cousin, he, uh, Kala'i Camarello. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, he's the nephew of yeah. Lehua Kalima. Okay. And um, extremely talented, talented Maui oh, boy. Yeah. And uh, we met by, like, through, through some mishap on Maui and, and played with each other. And it was just, it felt kind of like when I first played with Ernie, like, oh, my God. You know, mm. instant click. And uh, he's he's been my go-to guy ever since. Uh, it's been about almost... Close to a year now. Oh, okay. Unbelievable, awesome. guys. So we do. A, we play like at Shirokias on on. Okay, uh, okay, we, okay. Uh, uh, you know, nice kind of cute gigs and Kanikapila Grill, and we're doing the Lahaina Front Street coming up. But uh, and, and oh yeah, one of my favorite gigs out at Hawaii Kai Golf Course once a month. Yes. Eight minutes to get home. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> no need to go to Waikiki. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> one of my favorites. So next time I play, I'll let, I'll let you guys know. And we always advertise it on Instagram. Okay, so it's follow you on Instagram. Yeah. That's the way. Yeah, that's okay. the way to, to find out about gigs. Yeah. Okay. And, and Hawaiian style band. And then Kyle, do you have anything coming up? or? No, not really, but... Roby, thank you so much for all your years of music and oh no, thank looking you. forward to years and years more of beautiful yes. music from you. Thank I, you so I, much. I always say I want to be like Auntie Genoa. Go all the way to the end. <laughs> <laughs> you can find uh, Devin Nicoba at 94.7 Kumu in the mornings. Devin, anything else you got? Any, any gigs or anything? Mm, no. No. I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just good doing the radio thing and trying to wake up in the morning. 
Okay. Credit to you for that. I know. We gotta, yeah. and, uh, I'm gonna try to work with the station because now that I know Hawaiian Style Band's doing their thing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I have to try and work something into the station yeah. somewhere. Okay, well, let me know if you need any, any help. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, don't worry. I, I already stole Roby's number from you. So. Okay, perfect. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. fine. <laughs> and for me, uh, of course, like High Sessions on Facebook and Instagram. And if any chance you're in the east side of Oahu next week on February 22nd, we're doing a limu huki out at uh, Manulua Bay, so we're going to be out there picking limu and um, kind of taking out the invasives. The invasive species. Oh, wow. species out of there. So, um, Maybe I'm going to come down with my doggy. He loves to push stuff out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be there all morning and uh, just with the kids and just um, I think we're going to be with uh, Malama Maunalua out there. and um, yeah, The 22nd. The 22nd, yeah, in the right. morning. So come out, join us, um, help, help pick limu. And it's all good. So thanks, Roby, for coming in. Thank, Thank you, you guys for having Thank me. You. And we'll see you next time. Aloha. Aloha. Life's greatest lessons come from sharing. Each child's true knowledge will shine one day. In every child a promise. Give them a chance to see. One is very special Be part of the dream Heart